Cyrano de Bergerac by Edmund Rostand. Act Two. The Bakery of the Poets. The shop of Ragano, baker and pastry cook. A spacious affair at the corner of the Rue Saint-Honoré and the Rue de l'Arbre Sec. The street, seen vaguely through the glass panes in the door at the back, is grey in the first light of dawn. In the foreground at the left, a counter is surmounted by a canopy of wrought iron, from which are hanging ducks, geese, and white peacocks. Great crockery jars hold bouquets of common flowers, yellow sunflowers in particular. On the same side farther back, a huge fireplace. In front of it, between great andirons, of which each one supports a little saucepan, roast fowls revolve and weep into their dripping pans. To the right, at the first entrance, a door. Beyond it, second entrance, a staircase leads up to a little dining-room under the eaves, its interior visible through open shutters. A table is set there, and a tiny Flemish candlestick is lighted. There one may retire to eat and drink in private. A wooden gallery, extending from the head of the stairway, seems to lead to other little dining-rooms. In the center of the shop, an iron ring hangs by a rope over a pulley, so that it can be raised and lowered. Adorned with game of various kinds, hung from it by hooks, it has the appearance of a sort of gastronomic chandelier. In the shadow, under the staircase, ovens are glowing. The spits revolve, the copper pots and pans gleam ruddily. Pastries in pyramids. Hams hanging from the rafters. The morning baking is in progress. A bustle of tall cooks and timid scullions and scurrying apprentices. A blossoming of white caps adorned with cock's feathers or the wings of guinea fowl. On wicker trays or on great metal platters they bring in rows of pastries and fancy dishes of various kinds. Tables are covered with trays of cakes and rolls. Others with chairs placed about them are set for guests. One little table in a corner disappears under a heap of papers. A pastry cook, bringing in a dish. Fruits en gelée. A second pastry cook, bringing another. Custard. A third pastry cook brings roast peacock ornamented with feathers. Peacock roti. A fourth pastry cook, bringing a tray of cakes. Cakes and confections. Fifth pastry cook brings earthen dish. Beef en casserole. Ragano raises his head, returns to mere earth. Over the coppers of my kitchen flows the frost silver dawn. Silence awhile, the god who sings within thee, Ragano, lay down the lute. The oven calls for thee. He rises, goes to one of the cooks. Here's a hiatus in your sauce. Fill up the measure. The cook. How much? Ragano measures on his finger. One more dactyl. The cook. Huh? First pastry cook. Rolls. Second pastry cook. Roulades. Ragano, before the fireplace. Veil, O oh muse, thy virgin eyes from the lewd gleam of these terrestrial fires. To the first pastry cook. Your rolls lack balance. Here's the proper form an equal hemistitch on either side, and the caesura in between. To another, pointing out an unfinished pie, 
your house of crust should have a roof upon it. To another, who is seated on the hearth, placing poultry on a spit. And you, along the interminable spit, arrange the modest pullet and the lordly Turk, alternately, my son, as the great Malherbe alternates male and female rhymes. Remember, a couplet or a roast should be well turned." An apprentice advances with a dish covered by a napkin. "'Master, I thought of you when I designed this, hoping it might please you.' Ragano, "'Ah, a liar,' the apprentice, in puff-paste. Ragano, "'And the jewels, candied fruit.' The apprentice, "'And the strings, barley sugar.' Ragano gives him money. "'Go and drink my health.' Lees enters. St- "'My wife, circulate, and hide that money.' He shows the liar to Lees, with a languid air. "'Graceful, yes?' Lees. "'Ridiculous.' She places on the counter a pile of paper bags. Ragano, "'Paper bags, thank you.' He looks at them. "'Ciel, my manuscripts!' "'The sacred verses of my poets, rent asunder, limb from limb?' "'butchered to make base packages of pastry. "'Ah, you are one of those insane bacchants "'who destroyed Orpheus.' "'Lees, your dirty poets left them here "'to pay for eating half our stock in trade. "'We ought to make some profit out of them.' "'Ragano, aunt, would you blame the locust for his song?' "'Lees, I blame the locust for his appetite.' There used to be a time, before you had your hungry friends, you never called me aunts, no, nor bacchants. Ragano, what a way to use poetry, Lees. Well, what is the use of it? Ragano, but my dear girl, what would you do with prose? Two children enter. Well, dears, a child. Three little patties. Ragano serves them. There we are, all hot and brown. The child. Would you mind wrapping them? Ragano. One of my paper bags. Oh, certainly, he reads from the bag as he is about to wrap the patties in it. Ulysses, when he left Penelope. Not that one. He takes another bag. Reads. Phoebus, golden crowned. Not that one. Lees. Well, they are waiting. Ragano. Very well, very well, the sonnet to Phyllis, yet it does seem hard. Lees. Made up your mind at last? Hm, Jack a dreams. Ragano, as her back is turned, calls back the children who are already at the door. Psst, children, give me back the bag. Instead of three patties, you shall have six of them. He makes the exchange. The children go out. He reads from the bag as he smooths it out tenderly. Phyllis. A spot of butter on her name. Phyllis. Cyrano enters hurriedly. What is the time? Ragano. Six o'clock. Cyrano. One more hour. Ragano. Felicitations. Cyrano. And for what? Ragano. Your victory. I saw it all. Cyrano. Which one? Ragano. At the Hotel de Bourgogne. Cyrano. Oh, the duel. Ragano. The
the duel in rhyme, Lees. He talks of nothing else. Cyrano, nonsense. Ragano, fencing and foining with a spit, which he snatches up from the hearth. Then, as I end the refrain, thrust home. Then, as I end the refrain, gods, what a line. Then, as I end, Cyrano. What time now, Ragano? Ragano, petrified at the full extent of a lunge, while he looks at the clock. Five after six. Recovers. Thrust home. A ballade, too. Lees to Cyrano, who in passing has mechanically shaken hands with her. Your hand. What have you done? Cyrano. Oh, my hand. Nothing. Ragano. What danger now? Cyrano. No danger. Lees. I believe he is lying. Cyrano. Why? Was I looking down my nose? That must have been a devil of a lie. Changing his tone to Ragano. I expect someone. Leave us here alone when the time comes. Ragano. How can I? In a moment my poets will be here. Lees. To break there, fast. Cyrano. Take them away, then, when I give the sign. What time? Ragano. Ten minutes after. Cyrano. Have you a pen? Ragano offers him a pen. An eagle's feather. A musketeer enters and speaks to Lees in a stentorian voice. Greeting. Cyrano to Ragano. Who's this? Ragano. My wife's friend. A terrific warrior. So he says. Cyrano. Ah, I see. Takes up the pen, waves Ragano away. Only to write, to fold, to give it to her, and to go. He throws down the pen. Coward! And yet, the devil take my soul if I dare speak one word to her. To Ragano. What time now? Ragano. A quarter after six. Cyrano, striking his breast. One little word of all the many thousand I have here. Whereas in writing, he takes up the pen. Come, I'll write to her that letter I have written on my heart, torn up and written over many times, so many times that all I have to do is to remember and to write it down. He writes. Through the glass of the door appear vague and hesitating shadows. The poets enter, clothed in rusty black and spotted with mud. Lees to Ragano. Here come your scarecrows. First poet. Comrade. Second poet. Takes both Ragano's hands. My dear brother. Third poet. Sniffing. O Lord of roasts, how sweet thy dwellings are. Fourth poet. Phoebus Apollo of the silver spoon. Fifth poet. Cupid of cookery. Ragano, surrounded, embraced, beaten on the back. These geniuses, they put one at one's ease. First poet. We were delayed by the crowd at the Port de Nel. Second poet. Dead men, all scarred and gory, scattered on the stones. Villainous-looking scoundrels. Eight of them. Cyrano looks up an instant. Eight? I thought only seven. Ragano. Do you know the hero of this hecatomb? Cyrano. I? No. Lees to the musketeer. 
do you? The musketeer. Hmm, perhaps. First poet. They say one man alone put to flight all this crowd. Second poet. Everywhere lay swords, daggers, pikes, bludgeons. Cyrano, writing. Your eyes. Third poet. As far as the Quai des Orfèvres, hats and cloaks. First poet. Why, that man must have been the devil. Cyrano. Your lips. First poet. Some savage monster might have done this thing. Cyrano. Looking upon you, I grow faint with fear. Second poet. What have you written lately, Ragano? Cyrano. Your friend who loves you. So. No signature. I'll give it to her myself. Ragano. A recipe in rhyme. Third poet. Read us your rhymes. Fourth poet. Here's a brioche cocking its hat at me. He bites off the top of it. First poet. Look how those buns follow the hungry poet with their eyes. Those almond eyes. Second poet. We are listening. Third poet. See this cream puff, fat little baby, drooling while it smiles. Second poet, nibbling at the pastry lyre. For the first time, the lyre is my support. Ragano coughs, adjusts his cap, strikes an attitude. A recipe in rhyme. Second poet, gives first poet a dig with his elbow. Your breakfast. First poet, dinner. Ragano declaims. A recipe for making almond tarts. Beat your eggs, the yolk and white, very light. Mingle with their creamy fluff, drops of lime juice, cool and green. Then pour in milk of almonds, just enough. Dainty patty pans, embraced in puff paste. Have these ready within reach. With your thumb and finger, pinch half an inch, up around the edge of each. Into these, a score or more, slowly pour all your store of custard. So, take them, bake them golden brown. Now, sit down. Almond tartlets, ragano. The poets, delicious, melting. A poet chokes. <coughs> Cyrano to ragano. Do you not see those fellows fattening themselves? Ragano. I know. I would not look. It might embarrass them. You see, I love a friendly audience. Besides, another vanity. I am pleased when they enjoy my cooking. Cyrano slaps him on the back. Be off with you. Ragano goes upstage. Good little soul. He calls to Lise. Madam. She leaves the musketeer and comes down to him. This musketeer. He is making love to you. Lise, haughtily. If any man offends my virtue, all I have to do is look at him, once. Cyrano looks at her gravely. She drops her eyes. I do not find those eyes of yours unconquerable. Lise, panting. Ah. Cyrano, raising his voice a little. Now listen. I am fond of Ragano. I allow no one. Do you understand? To take his name in vain. Lise, you think, Cyrano, with ironic emphasis, 
I think I interrupt you. He salutes the musketeer, who has heard without daring to resent the warning. Lees goes to the musketeer as he returns Cyrano's salute. Lees. You, you swallow that. You ought to have pulled his nose. The musketeer. His nose? His nose? He goes out hurriedly. Roxanne and the duenna appear outside the door. Cyrano nods to Ragano. Psst! Ragano to the poets. Come inside. Cyrano impatient. Psst! Psst! Ragano. We shall be more comfortable. He leads the poets into the inner room. First poet. The cakes! Second poet. Bring them along. They go out. Cyrano. If I can see the faintest spark of hope, then... Throws door open. Bows. Welcome. Roxanne enters, followed by the duenna, whom Cyrano detains. Pardon me. One word. The duenna. Take two. Cyrano. Have you a good digestion? The duenna. Wonderful. Cyrano. Good. Here are two sonnets by Benserad. The duenna. Huh? Cyrano. Which I fill for you with eclairs. The duenna. Ooh. Cyrano. Do you like cream puffs? The duenna. Only with whipped cream. Cyrano. Here are three. Six. Embosomed in a poem by Saint-Amand. This ode of Chapelain looks deep enough to hold a jelly roll. Do you love nature? The duenna. Mad about it. Cyrano. Then go out and eat these in the street. Do not return. The duenna. Oh, but... Cyrano. Until you finish them. Down to Roxanne. Blessed above all others be the hour when you remembered to remember me and came to tell me what? Roxanne takes off her mask. First, let me thank you, because that man, that creature whom your sword made sport of yesterday, his patron, one Cyrano, de Guiche, Roxanne, who thinks himself in love with me, would have forced that man upon me for a husband. Cyrano, I understand. So much the better, then. I fought not for my nose, but for your bright eyes. Roxanne. And then, to tell you. But before I can tell you, are you, I wonder, still the same big brother, almost, that you used to be when we were children, playing by the pond in the old garden down there? Cyrano. I remember. Every summer you came to Bergerac. Roxanne. You used to make swords out of bulrushes. Cyrano. You, dandelion dolls with golden hair. Roxanne. And those green plums. Cyrano. And those black mulberries. Roxanne. In those days you did everything I wished. Cyrano. Roxanne, in short skirts, was called Madeline. Roxanne. Was I pretty? Cyrano. Oh, not too plain. Roxanne. Sometimes when you had hurt your hand, you used to come running to me, and I would be your mother and say, oh, in a very grown-up voice, she takes his hand. Now, what have you been doing to yourself? Let me see. She sees the hand and starts. Oh, wait, I said, let me see. 
Still, at your age, how did you do that? Cyrano. Playing with the big boys, down by the Port de Nelle. Roxanne sits at a table and wets her handkerchief in a glass of water. Come here to me. Cyrano. Such a wise little mother. Roxanne. And tell me, while I wash this blood away, how many you played with? Cyrano. Oh, about a hundred. Roxanne. Tell me. Cyrano. No, let me go. Tell me what you were going to tell me. If you dared. Roxanne, still holding his hand. I think I do dare, now. It seems like long ago when I could tell you things. Yes, I dare. Listen. I love someone. Cyrano. Ah? Roxanne. Someone who does not know. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. At least, not yet. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. But he will know, some day. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. A big boy who loves me too, and is afraid of me, and keeps away, and never says one word. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. Let me have your hand a moment. Why, how hot it is. I know. I see him trying. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. There now. Is that better? She finishes bandaging the hand with her handkerchief. Besides, only to think. This is a secret. He is a soldier, too. In your own regiment. Cyrano. Ah. Roxanne. Yes, in the guards. Your company, too. Cyrano. Ah, Roxanne. And such a man. He is proud, noble, young, brave, beautiful. Cyrano turns pale, rises. Beautiful? Roxanne. What's the matter? Cyrano, smiling. Nothing. This. My sore hand. Roxanne. Well, I love him. That is all. Oh, and I never saw him anywhere except the Comédie. Cyrano. You have never spoken. Roxanne. Only our eyes. Cyrano. Why, then, how do you know? Roxanne. People talk about people, and I hear things, and I know. Cyrano. You say he is in the guards. His name? Roxanne. Baron Christian de Nivellet. Cyrano. He is not in the guards. Roxanne. Yes, since this morning. Captain Carbon de Casteljaloux. Cyrano. So soon. So soon we lose our hearts. But my dear child, the duenna opens the door. I have eaten the cakes, Monsieur de Bergerac. Cyrano. Good. Now go out and read the poetry. The duenna disappears. But my dear child, you who love only words, wit, the grand manner, why, for all you know, the man may be a savage or a fool. Roxanne. His curls are like a hero from Durfay. Cyrano. His mind may be as curly as his hair. Roxanne. Not with such eyes. I read his soul in them. 
Cyrano. Yes, all our souls are written in our eyes. But if he be a bungler, Roxanne, then I shall die there. Cyrano, after a pause. And you brought me here to tell me this. I do not yet quite understand, madam, the reason for your confidence. Roxanne. They say that in your company it frightens me. You are all Gascons. Cyrano. And we pick a quarrel with any flatfoot who intrudes himself, whose blood is not pure Gascon like our own. Is this what you have heard? Roxanne. I am so afraid for him. Cyrano. Between his teeth. Not without reason. Roxanne. And I thought you... You were so brave, so invincible yesterday against all those brutes, if you, whom they all fear, Cyrano. Oh, well, I will defend your little baron. Roxanne, will you, just for me, because I have always been your friend, Cyrano. Of course, Roxanne, will you be his friend, Cyrano. I will be his friend. Roxanne, and never let him fight a duel? Cyrano, no, never. Roxanne, oh, but you are a darling. I must go. You never told me about last night. Why, you must have been a hero. Have him write and tell me all about it, will you? Cyrano, of course. Roxanne kisses his hand. I always did love you. A hundred men against one. Well, adieu. We are great friends, are we not? Cyrano. Of course. Roxanne. He must write to me. A hundred. You shall tell me the whole story some day when I have time. A hundred men. What courage! Cyrano salutes as she goes out. Oh, I have done better since. The door closes after her. Cyrano remains motionless, his eyes on the ground. Pause. The other door opens. Ragano puts in his head. Ragano, may I come in? Cyrano, without moving. Yes. Ragano and his friends re-enter. At the same time, Carbon de Casteljaloux appears at the street door in uniform as captain of the guards, recognizes Cyrano with a sweeping gesture. Carbon. Here he is, our hero! Cyrano raises his head and salutes. Our captain. Carbon. We know. All our company are here. Cyrano recoils. No. Carbon. Come, they are waiting for you. Cyrano. No. Carbon tries to lead him out. Only across the street. Come. Cyrano. Please. Carbon goes to the door and shouts in a voice of thunder. Our champion refuses. He is not feeling well today. A voice outside. Ah, Sandius! Noise outside of swords and trampling feet approaching. Carbon. Here they come now. The cadets entering the shop. Mildius, Mordius, Capte Dius, Pocapte Dius. <laughs> Ragano, in astonishment. Gentlemen, you are all Gascons. The cadets. All. First cadet to Cyrano. Bravo, Cyrano. Baron. Another cadet takes both his hands. Vivat, Cyrano. Baron. Third cadet. 
Come to my arms, Cyrano, Baron. Others, to mine, to mine, Cyrano, Baron, Baron, have mercy, Ragano. You're all barons, too? The cadets, are we? Ragano, are they? First cadet, our coronets would star the midnight sky. Lebray enters, hurries to Cyrano. The whole town's looking for you, raving mad, a triumph. Those who saw the fight, Cyrano, I hope you have not told them where I, Lebray, rubbing his hand. Certainly I told them. A citizen enters, followed by a group. Listen, shut the door. Here comes all Paris. The street outside fills with a shouting crowd. Chairs and carriages stop at the door. Lebray, aside to Cyrano, smiling. And Roxanne? Cyrano, quickly. Hush. The crowd outside. Cyrano! A mob bursts into the shop, shouts, acclamations, general disturbance. Ragano standing on a table. My shop invaded. They'll break everything. Glorious. Several men crowding about Cyrano. My friend, my friend. Cyrano. Why? Yesterday I did not have so many friends. Lebray. Success at last. A marquis runs to Cyrano with outstretched hands. My dear, really? Cyrano, coldly. So, and how long have I been dear to you? Another marquis. One moment, pray. I have two ladies in my carriage here. Let me present you. Cyrano. Certainly. And first, who will present you, sir, to me? Lebray, astounded. Why, what the devil? Cyrano, hush. A man of letters with a portfolio. May I have the details? Cyrano, you may not. Lebray, plucking Cyrano's sleeve. Theophrast Renaudot, editor of the Gazette, your reputation. Cyrano, no. A poet advances. Monsieur? Cyrano, well? The poet, your full name, I will compose a pentacrostic. Another, Monsieur, Cyrano, that will do. Movement. The crowd arranges itself. De Guiche appears, escorted by Quigy, Brissailles, and the other officers, who are with Cyrano at the close of the first act. Quigy goes to Cyrano. Monsieur de Guiche. Murmur. Everyone moves. A message from the Marshal de Gassion. De Guiche, saluting Cyrano, who wishes to express through me his admiration. He has heard of your affair. The crowd. Bravo! Cyrano, bowing. The marshal speaks as an authority. De Guiche. He said just now the story would have been incredible were it not for the witnesses. Quigy, of our eyes. Lebray, aside to Cyrano. What is it? Cyrano, hush. Lebray, something is wrong with you. Are you in pain? Cyrano, recovering himself. In pain, before this crowd? His mustache bristles. He throws out his chest. I, in pain, you shall see. De Guiche, to whom Quigy has been whispering. Your name is known already as a soldier. You are one of those wild Gascons, are you not? Cyrano. The guards. Yes. A cadet. A cadet, in a voice of thunder. 
one of ourselves. Degish. Ah, so then all these gentlemen with the haughty air, these are the famous Carbon. Cyrano. Cyrano. Captain. Carbon. Our troop being all present, be so kind as to present them to the Comte de Guiche. Cyrano, with a gesture presenting the cadets to de Guiche, declaims. The cadets of Gascon, the defenders of Carbon de Casteljalou, free fighters, free lovers, free spenders, the cadets of Gascon, the defenders of old homes, old names, and old splendors, a proud and a pestilent crew. The cadets of Gascon, the defenders of Carbon de Casteljalou. Hawk-eyed, they stare down all contenders. The wolf bears his fangs as they do. Make way there, you fat money lenders. Hawk-eyed, they stare down all contenders. Old boots that have been to the menders, old cloaks that are worn through and through. Hawk-eyed, they stare down all contenders. The wolf bears his fangs as they do. Skull-breakers they are, and sword-benders. Red blood is their favorite brew. Hot haters and loyal befrienders. Skull-breakers they are, and sword-benders. Wherever a quarrel engenders, they're ready and waiting for you. Skull-breakers they are, and sword-benders. Red blood is their favorite brew. Behold them, our Gascon defenders, who win every woman they woo. There's never a dame but surrenders. Behold them, our Gascon defenders, young wives who are clever pretenders, old husbands who house the cuckoo. Behold them, our Gascon defenders, who win every woman they woo. De Guiche, languidly, sitting in a chair. Poets are fashionable nowadays to have about one. Would you care to join my following? Cyrano. No, sir. I do not follow.